0: all heard me say it a million times here on the human resource. Harassment policies are absolutely essential for your organization. I don't care what size of company you are. Many of our states require harassment training on an annual basis. And the rest of us, the rest of us out there, have court systems that prefer and we'll give preferential treatment to organizations who are out there training for harassment and anti-discrimination. So this show today is going to be just a reminder, just just a, a review to make sure that your harassment policy and everything around that whole topic is solid. Because I, I'm just still looking at organizations and they look at me and go what a complaint process what are you what are you talking about we we don't get complaints look I, i'm thrilled that you're not getting complaints but what if you get one tomorrow are you ready for it so this show is going to get you ready for it because i just i just can't i can't think of a company not having a process in place so the first thing as we and by the way, this um, information is all coming from my um, the program that I I work with through the HR Academy. It's uh, HR, excuse me. It's a harassment training for management, and it's and it's at that high level. It's to help teams understand all the different components that go behind an actual harassment policy. So I'm going to read this through here, and I want you to think really hard about what are you and your team doing, and maybe are you missing a few of these pieces? So the very first one is a harassment prevention policy that is easy to understand and is regularly communicated to the employees. How many times during the year do you talk about your anti-harassment policy? And I'm not saying you you bring out the, the handbook and you read it verbatim. How many times are you literally just mentioning either at a safety meeting or in your annual or maybe a quarterly review meeting, a state of a union meeting? How many times are you updating posters or changing, even just changing your harassment posters in the employee lounge? If you're not doing that, please... Please consider that. Remember, people get desensitized by seeing the same thing over and over again. So how often are you communicating your anti-harassment policy to your employees? It should be multiple times. You should be doing this at least once a quarter. At least once a quarter. Find a way to do it. And there's some clever ways of doing it. And then, do you have a harassment reporting system? That employees know they're aware of, right? And that it's fully resourced. It accepts reports of harassment experienced and harassment observed. And when I mean by harassment observed, remember bystanders have a responsibility to report harassment when they see it, when they're knowledgeable of it, when they're aware of it. So bystanders have to be trained as well. What is your reporting process? If someone has a claim, if someone has a concern, if someone has something to talk about involving what they believe to be harassment, what does that reporting process look like? I was working with an organization this week, and they specifically just looked at me and go, well, this is what everybody told us. Okay, where what statements do they have where's your where, where's your complaint form wh- you know who's handling all this who's going to be the investigators where are we wh- what's what's our timetable had nothing they had nothing they do now but this is an important part just because you have a policy what's the reporting process who's going to be collecting that information And then an imposition of discipline that is prompt, consistent, and proportionate to the severity of the harassment. If harassment is determined to have occurred, do you know as a company what you're going to do as the consequence if harassment is identified? Now, look, I I totally get In fact, I'm one of the biggest proponents for management teams exercising discretion. One of the biggest problems and and issues that we can get into is when something's etched in stone in a policy written saying that if this happens, this is is the consequence. If this happens, that's the consequence. Because sometimes things aren't that black and white. However, employees need to know that there will be some action taken when harassment has truly been investigated and identified. So what action have you, you and your company determined to be appropriate? And severity is the guide. Without a doubt, severity is where your discretion gets to wave up and down and sideways and crooked and up wherever and if you're not talking about this because it's never happened that doesn't make it right take a couple scenarios and think it through what will you do and who's going to be the decision makers accountability for mid-level managers and frontline supervisors to prevent and or respond to workplace harassment meaning are your supervisors your team leads, your managers, remember we call them the boots on the ground, are they properly trained? And do they understand that they will be held accountable if they let any of this slip through? If they don't handle a concern or a report or a claim of harassment? Here in Ohio, the Sixth Circuit has already made it very clear this past year That supervisors can be held responsible separate from the company if they complicate or deny or retaliate um, a, a claim of harassment if they prevent the company from fixing it or addressing it or investigating it and they or they retaliate against the individual because a claim has been filed That supervisor is going to go down right along with the company. So we have to train the the supervisors, the team leads, the managers, that that front-line supervision. We have to train them to understand they will be held accountable. Then do we have regular compliance trainings for all employees so that they can recognize prohibited forms of conduct and know how to use the reporting system? You know, it's one thing to stand there and go, hey, we do not tolerate harassment of any kind. We have a policy in our handbook about it. But are we training the employees who to talk to? When to talk to them? What information we're looking for? You know, it's interesting. I still go to handbooks, and I'm still, you know, editing or auditing uh, handbooks that say, well, you have to talk to the owner. You know, if you if you believe you've been harassed, I want you to talk to. We want you to talk to the owner. And I, I I'm really quick to back around and go wait, 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 wait. I'm not even I'm not even going to s- presume mm-hmm. that the owner is the one harassing. But this individual needs to have the freedom and the comfort and the power to talk to anyone about harassment if they feel that person can help them. So if somebody feels they're being harassed as they're walking out to their car and another employee happens to see it or that other employee has lunch with them the next day and they say, hey, you won't believe what happened to me last night, they have the employee has the right to have that conversation. But now that other employee should be trained to know that they are now a bystander and they have their own responsibilities. But they're not going to know that unless you're telling them, unless you have a, a process in place. When we put this together and when we have everybody comfortable knowing that they're playing a role in an anti-harassment environment, in an environment where harassment will not be tolerated, everybody will feel so much more comfortable knowing that there's going to be um, an end that everything will be taken seriously in this claim or this concern, and that it will be looked at correctly, and it will be acted on. Something that I I always try really hard to do is remember or remind my clients, look, if you have a team that will handle the investigation, and they have a need to know all the details, you know, switch it around after six months and bring in another group so that they have the opportunity. And hopefully they'll never have anything to work on. But at least they will feel like they're a part of the solution. And after all, isn't the solution really what we're after? None of us want to deal with harassment. None of us want to have to deal with harassment. But if you have a good harassment policy in place, and then you have a system and a process on how to handle a claim of any sort, whether it's gonna justified or not, everyone's gonna feel so much better. And then you'll feel like you did a good job. Thanks for listening. Let us know how we can help here at the Human Resource.